So last time we stopped at form is none other than emptiness, and emptiness is none other than form. Always have to remember the meaning of emptiness. To put it very briefly, really briefly, emptiness is everything comes into being due to conditional causation. That's a very rough definition of conditional causation. And we also mentioned that causation can be analyzed or can be looked at from four perspectives. Dhamma dhatu conditional arising or conditional causation, karma conditional causation, alaya conditional causation, and taragatta gabba or buddhadatta conditional arising. And we already have finished dhamma dhatu arising. Now we should continue with karma conditional causation or conditional arising. What's karma? Let's go back to the simple concept was what is karma? Karma is an accumulation of actions of the body, speech of the mouth, and thoughts of the mind. Everything you think, everything you act, everything you speak give rise to karma. And some people like to identify karma with energy. So your thought has energy, your action surely has energy, Every word has energy. So watch your thinking. Not just watch your action, watch the way how you think. Karma is an accumulation of actions of the body, speech, of the mouth, and thoughts of the mind. And if we simply put the philosophy of karma in a sentence, we say, you will reap what you have sold. We are the result of what we were, and we will be the result of what we are now. That means everything you do contribute causes and conditions for the future. And everything that you have felt, everything that your feelings have realized, your happiness, your sorrowfulness, your suffering, everything that you encounter, your plight in, your, in this lifetime is because of what you have done in the past but if you trace it further in your previous lifetime. So that's to put it in this way. So your being here is because of conditional causation. You do not have an inherent real existence. You exist because of conditions. Emptiness does not mean that you don't exist. I, I exist. Your existence is the existence of the five scanters, your body and mind. And your body and mind is conditional causation. Your body and mind do not have inherent existence because it's all causation. Whatever you sow, you will reap. So whatever you have seen, whatever you have encountered, whatever family you were born into, whatever society you were born into, um, whether you have, you, you, you're ugly or you're beautiful or you're handsome, whoever you are, are because of conditions. You don't have control over what you felt you do, right now, but you have control of what you're doing. You cannot change the past, can you? You cannot change the past. You can only accept the past, what the past have brought you now. But you can change for the future. You can change it now. 
very, very positive, very, very active, and very, very optimistic because you can change it now. You can change your history, but you can change it now. The Dhammapada says all that we are is the result of what we have thought, acted, and spoken. A very famous writing. Karma is the law of cause and effect. The pain and happiness we experience are the result of our own deeds, thoughts, acting on each other. There are three kinds of karma: wholesome karma, unwholesome karma, and neutral karma. Or virtuous karma, unvirtuous karmas, and neutral karmas. These are the nature of the karma, from the point of view of morality. Nothing else is either, or simply put, either good, bad, or neutral. Which one you have more? Which one you have done more? You have spoken more. You have thought more. You know. You reap what you have sowed. And then we say, karma operates in the law of cause-effect within the law of cause-effect causation and karma. Is action, and vipaka is its reaction. If we use seed and fruit of a tree as an example to explain it, karma is the potential seed. Of course, karma if you carry it out is already becoming a volitional karma, a karma that you you're doing. But karma can also happen in your thought, right? Your thought, you haven't done it yet. But it happened in your thought. If the karma happened in your thought, that is a potential seed, a seed of a tree, and a seed of a tree would finally find its way to become fruits. There is no fruit without seed. Every thought is a potential seed in it. If that seed is being water, the sunlight, fertilizers, and everything you apply. Watering and labor applied to it, plowing the land and all that, that seed can gradually becoming more and more close to forming into a suit and forming into a plant and forming and give flowers and then give fruits. So, if you add strength to your seeds, in other words, if you habituate it, if you always have that thought of. Selfishness, that thought of greediness, that thought of sensuality, that thought of disappointment, that thought of depression, that thought of jealousy—if you have already have that thought, which most people, 99% of the people have—and you habitually thinking about it, you're watering it, you're giving all the fertilizers to it, you habitually carry that thought. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. If you always say I hate him every day, you hate him. That hatred cannot go away, and that hatred would develop. What would it develop? Into hurting him, into killing him, into doing something terrible, atrocious. So, what's your habit? If you always have that potential seed of being lazy. You don't want to do anything. You just want to sit back and relax and watch a TV program and listen to music. And finally, you can't get anything done. The leaves, the flowers, the branches from a tree are external differences, such as our differences in our appearances, 
Some look beautiful, some look ugly, handsome, some are healthy, some are wealthy, and some are poor. But you build it up yourself. If you have a strong personality in habituating, thinking about compassion, intelligence, diligence, precepts, morality, you can change anything. As we sowed, we reap somewhere, sometime. In this life or in the future life. What we reap today is what we have sowed, either in the present or the past lives. So karma may be good, bad, or neutral. So is the fruit. So may be the fruit, the vipaka, the fruit. Don't underestimate what you are listening to today. Don't just let it flow from one ear to the next and throw it out into the air. Put it in your mind so that you know you are the master of your own fate. You can change now. Don't wait for tomorrow. You want a better life? You change it now. Don't wait. Next, we quote from a Zamyutta Nikaya Sutras, spoken by the Buddha. It says, according to the seed that's sowed, so is the fruit you reap therefrom. Dual of good will get a good, dual of evil, evil reaps. Down is the seed, and thou shalt taste the fruit thereof. You taste your own fruit. Happiness and misery, which are the common lot of humanity, are the inevitable effects of causes of our volitional actions. They're not rewards and punishment assigned by a supernatural omniscient ruling power to a soul. Uh, that has done good or evil. Nothing to do with that. That's the natural law of the universe. Unless you want to say, okay, I want to name that natural law of the universe, I want to name it God. So that be it. If you want to name it God or whatever you want to call it, you can name it Mr. A, Mr. B, you can name it what you want. But it's the natural law that nobody can refute. That is so scientific. You saw what you read. I have not seen a student who does not have to study at all to have an A plus in an examination result. Have you seen one? Unless you're super talented. But you still you have to know where you, where you write the examination. You still have to know the syllabus, the curriculum of that course. You are a super talent, talent that you can get an A plus in anything. But you still have to register for that course. You still have to know the, the syllabus of that course. You still have to write the exam. No one can write the exam for you. You still have to do something to get the A plus. Certainly, if you are not talented and you're not studying it, you fail. A youth truth seeker approached Buddha and questioned him regarding this intricate problem of inequality of humanity. What is the cause, what is the reason, O Tadagata, he questioned, that we find amongst mankind, the short-lived and long-lived, the healthy and the diseased, the ugly and the beautiful, those lacking influence and the powerful, the poor and the rich, the low-born and the high-born, and the ignorant and the wise. The Buddha says, all living beings have actions as their own, their inheritance, the congenital cause, their kinsmen, their refuge. It is karma that differentiate being 
into low or high states is karma. Classification of karma. We have reproductive karma, karma that conditions the future birth, is reproductive karma, supportive karma. It is neither good or bad, but it assists and maintains the action of the reproductive karma in the course of the lifetime. A moral supportive karma assists in giving health, wealth, happiness, and so on to being born. An immoral supportive karma assists in giving pain, sorrow, etc. to the being born. And then there's also destructive karma. The potential energy of the reproductive karma could be nullified by a mere powerful opposing karma of the past or of the present. Just as a powerful counteractive force can obstruct the path of a flying arrow and bring it down to the ground. Such an action is called destructive karma, which is more effective than the previous two. This destructive karma can be good or bad. So in other words, you were born in a poor family. There's a destructive karma, a supportive karma that you were born in a poor family. But you being poor, you have a very high degree of endurance. You have a high level of diligence. You want to change your life. You have a high intention. Every day you build up that intention. I want to be better. I want to improve. Or simply put, I want to be rich. Some people want to be rich, right? I want to be rich. And then I'm not saying that Buddhism teaches you want to be rich, but just as an example, I want to be rich. I want to make a lot of money. So you have that intention. Did you prepare yourself for it? You've got to have a preparation for it. You build up all the causes for being rich. You work hard. You have very good social skills. You have very good work skills. You try to learn. You get along with your supervisors. You get along with people around you. So you have intention, you have preparation. And you actually have the action. You carry out into action. Your finality would be you become rich. So it's all scientific. You make your own world. That everybody know, but who would act on it? Only the high, the willpower person. Everybody know that you have to work towards something. But are you inspired to do it? Are you motivated to do it? Or do you motivate yourself? Motivation is two parts. Self-motivation and other motivation. If you don't have a self-motivation, then you depend on another motivation. It may work in both ways. I have a lot more to talk about karma. But time is up. And uh, karma is a subject that is so elaborate, so intricate, that it requires days to talk about it. But I'm just giving you a summary. Well, you can Google into it. What is karma? How to change it? You cannot change karma. Whatever you have done, how can you change in the past? If you have something bad that you have done, you cannot change it. You have done it. How can you change it? But whatever good karma that you have done, if you continue of the force, the maturity rate, the maturity time of the good karma 
would overcome, would precede the bad karma. The bad karma comes much later or in the later life because the force of the present good karma takes over. So you cannot change whatever in the past, but you can change your present. It's up to you. As I always mention, take that first step. Don't wait for tomorrow. Now, you can do it right now. Make your determination to be better, to do better, to change. If you suffer from a bad marriage, from a bad partnership, don't ask your partner to change first. Ask yourself to change. How can you change the situation, the conditions, just by asking others to change for you? Why don't you change for others? Because you can start now. You cannot start your partner. It does not matter how you convince your partner, your husband, your wife, your children. They're not going to change for you overnight, but you can change overnight because you have the power to change overnight. You want your, your spouse to be more responsible? Increase your responsibility now. You want your spouse to be more tender to you? Give your tenderness now. Change yourself first. That's an easier path to take. Why do you want to take the difficult path of change you for me? I want you to be this. I want you to be that. You're not right. You're wrong. You're doing this. You're not doing that. Why don't you ask yourself? Change yourself. That's the first step.